was a level headed dancer on the road to alcohol. And I was just a soldier on my way to Montreal. What's up? Finally, a victory from here. It's Potable Podcast. Uh, Brandon is back, and we are going to be talking about the West Virginia win and a new big-time commitment to the Red Raiders. So let's stop wasting time and get into it. All right. Brandon, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to you first because you mentioned to me that you wanted to, to talk about this guy when we were texting earlier today. So tell me about Cameron Valdez. So so Cameron, I think it's actually pronounced Cameron, like the rapper. Oh, and see, no, no, that's you're how much good because a lot of people, I believe, are saying that. I think Level said it on the on the Tailgate Express Roundtable, I believe. He, he said Cameron. So, and that's, oh, okay. I mean, that's how it looks, I guess, once you look right, at it. Right, yeah. But yeah. nonetheless, Valdez, he, he is from Rockdale High School. He is their all-time leading uh, rusher in both yards and touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's fast. He's nimble. I think you saw some of the gifts I made or some of his video. And um, mm-hmm. the, the kid, his patience and his awareness and his vision is insane for how young he is. Obviously, he's going to be joining a running back room. They could have, you know, let's say Xavier White, Sir Roderick Thompson, Taj Brooks, and um, Chadarius Townsend. And if I don't know if they'd mm-hmm. want to add any more to that, right. but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Valdez was in competition for that second, second string kind of running back there behind Sir Roderick, assuming Sir Roderick is the starter next year. Obviously, we're talking a right. whole year in advance. But um, I think the kid off off tape, he just screams that he's going to be a star for you. And uh, he, right. that you're, he's a four-star running back. So now you have a four-star running back and quarterback coming in for the first time since 2010. And, and he's not just four – like he's also, uh, what was it, Rivals 250? And that's yep. like the entire country, right? Yep. So he's one of the top 250 players in the nation according to Rivals. Um, our site, and the last one I believe was Jack Anderson and then Fahoko, I believe, Braden Fahoko. So, um, you know, you're getting a rare, a rare guy here, a guy that a, a guy like this can change your program, obviously, and a, a guy like Baird Morton can too. So right. to get two of those guys in one class, in a smaller class too, um, as we've heard Matt Wells talk about, this is going to be a smaller class. So uh, just to get just two solid guys like that, and then Jaron Brandley, who can be, yeah. uh, you know, who's going to be wide receiver for you that you can argue. That Should be a four-star. Four yep. Yeah. You get invited to the Under Armour All-American game. That mm-hmm. should just be a – you're probably a four-star guy. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, if you, that would be the first time in history that we would have a four-star quarterback, running back, wide receiver, um, do or trio. But, uh, obviously, that's not the case. But I still consider it a huge win. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, you're going up – I was just – I pulled up his rival's profile, and, you know, he's got offers from Iowa State, Houston, Arkansas, Arizona, Arizona State, Minnesota, Michigan, Nebraska, Missouri, Oklahoma State. I mean, TCU, those are teams that you compete against all the time with recruits, it feels like. You know, it seems like when you see top threes, top fives, you're always in there with, with those schools. And so anytime you win one, it just feels good, especially for a guy of – of this quality, you know, that you, I mean, to me, it seems like he's kind of been the top guy on the recruiting want list for a year, at least. 
Yeah, and Baron Morton helped out a lot with this recruitment too. I mean, he, Wells is utilizing his guys, and you know, and they're they sound like they're all dedicated Red Raiders, and they're here to improve this thing. And uh, you know, you can just kind of tell that they're all really happy to get to Lubbock once they do arrive, and once all this Corona stuff, you know, passes by, and they're back on camp or they're back, uh, you know, in Lubbock for the first time when whenever the last time they were here. I know uh, Baron was Baron said he told me and Billy when we went and saw him that he was going to be here for every home game. So that's uh, awesome. He's still. You know, he's still coming to Lubbock, but the others, you know, like to get those in here. And, uh, you know, just another big recruiting win like we've seen in the past for Coach Wells and his staff. Yeah, and, you know, I was thinking about Taj Brooks rushes for a touchdown and basically has to kill off the game for you uh, on Saturday because Sir Roderick and Xavier get hurt, and, you know, he's a true freshman. And so you think, you know, a guy like that who we all had high hopes for, but he wasn't nationally rated like, Cam Valdez is, you know, I mean, he can come in immediately. Like, you probably don't assume Barron is going to come in and start, or you don't assume whoever, you know. But a guy like a running back and a guy like Cam Valdez, you can almost think like he he could be an impact player next year. Yeah, and you're seeing that with a lot of these freshmen that are on campus right now, especially last week. Uh, you saw them in person. Your your guy Miles Price and Jalen right. Polk and all those guys. Yep. I mean, they're um, Wells is in the had a Yep, I guess and, he's uh, a red shirt, but. Yeah, same thing. You know, just those young guys that haven't seen the field as much, uh, making plays, and it, and you can obviously tell that Yost and Wells are uh, not not afraid to use what they have, which right. I think you know some schools are kind of hesitant to play a lot of freshmen like that. But um, yeah, but the staff has shown us since they've been here that they're not. So, and I guess that may be a good selling point to to recruits, especially a guy mm-hmm. like him, where it's like, look, nobody's we have no established guys. Like if you come in and you're the best guy, you you play. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and it doesn't. And you'll you'll just gain your experience. And obviously, if you just kind of throw him in the water, he's going to learn how to swim pretty quick. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think every, I mean, what Iowa State, West Virginia, they've all kind of had a like a running back kind of, and even Puka Williams and those guys. It seems like every Big Twelve school, except for you, might have had a huge freshman running back or a young freshman running back or a young running back, just kind of make some noise every now and again. I mean, is Letty Brown as young as I think he is? You know, I honestly don't even know. Uh, I have it seems, pulled up here. It just seems like I don't know if it's just me just kind of looking at this. So he's a junior. It's a little older okay. than I thought he was. But in uh, his sophomore year, he played in ten games. You know, his freshman year, he played in eleven. You know, it just seems like the mm. other schools are kind of getting those running backs going. And um, I think this kind yeah. of started with Sir Roderick. I think that's when that trend kind of happened because before then, what you had Justice Stockton, and you know, you had those other yeah. transfers come in, but. Uh, and we, I mean, we saw it on Saturday. Running backs, they take a beating. And so, yeah. you know, you never, you, that has to be a deep group. And, you know, um, Chedarius Townsend was out on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, and you still, you still felt good going into the game because you're thinking, well, I got Sirotic, I got Xavier, I got Taj Brooks for an emergency. And you ended up closing the game with Taj Brooks Taj because Brooks. the first two got hurt, you know? So, yeah. I mean, you've got, I mean, you, you just – you need guys at that spot always. Um, and so it's just good to bring a, a really good one in. Um, so speaking of Saturday, you know, I know you you were out of town, but you've watched the game since uh, a few times. So, um, you know, I, I, got, I took your spot in the press box. So I, mm-hmm. got, I, got, I got the good the good view. I got the all 22 with my own eyeballs. So um, what was your, like, takeaway, you know, just – obviously is it just nice to get a win <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and you know 
uh, before recording this or before going on, we were talking about how you were going to, you know, take my spot in there. And then I was, I was actually in New Mexico and uh, I was with some other Red Raiders. So it was interesting to see how they reacted to a win or like to updates that I would give them because, you not know, they the were every thread. Yeah, no, yeah, not the live thread, you know, and I was just like, yeah, you know, the, I was like, well, Toronto just scored a huge touchdown, you know, and they're just like, okay. And then we get yeah. back and we're, we were able to finish it off and watch uh, watch the end of it. And we see the scoop and score and they're like, wow, they're about to win this. But then they're, you know, Red Raider fans that they are, they were like, no, we're not. They're about to blow it somehow. Yeah. Like, We've well, seen this movie out, before. Yeah. And they go out and close the game. I mean, that that's that was shocking to me honestly but you kind of the defense your, closed the game the defense speaking closed of the game shocking for you i mean the defense had to score to close it mm-hmm. and then get the stop to close yep. it i mean they, they 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 won the game which i mean i don't i don't i can barely remember a time and maybe ever that that's been the case as long as i've been a you know a tech fan i've been alive seeing a defense you know win a game like that even after mm-hmm. being put in bad, in a bad spot several times i mean the fumble coming out of halftime um you know you go for it on fourth down and don't get it you uh you know you give up you know a trick play or you you know there's several times where or you, you give up a, a basically you get two stops on fourth down on one drive because you, you you force them to punt they run a fake punt and get it then you stop them again and there's a face mask you know so so many times whether they put themselves in a bad spot or the offense put them in a bad spot and they they just kept fighting and kept fighting and you know i thought demarcus fields was awesome i mean yeah. i know their guys dropped some passes but he 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 was targeted he did not allow a catch on like five targets uh schooler we finally saw the schooler the con schooler that we saw at arizona i mean he was like a man on fire uh, dodging blockers and making tackles in the backfield so it was just it was really cool to see, especially from my angle, watching plays unfold, and they just the defense just seemed to fly around in a way that we haven't seen, as, you know, as much as we'd like. Yeah, and I think Eli Howard had a pretty pretty great outing too, right? I mean, one of the best yeah. ones we've seen since. I mean, he's he been had the lone which, sack. Yeah. Uh huh. And then um, I believe Rico. They said too that Rico was kind of flying all over too. Yes, it was one of Rico. It was probably Rico's best game. Maybe not statistically. I'd have to look into that, but he just was in on you know i guess last year's oklahoma state game was similar where it just seemed like he was in on every mm-hmm. tackle you know he he may have not been the first guy there but he was finishing it or he was you know ripping at the ball or he was he was just being the rico that we expected coming into the year um and it was just awesome to see that that whole unit work together you know in a mm-hmm. way that was obvious and, and you can say what you want about um, the West Virginia offense, but how many times has an offense come in, uh, come to play Texas tech and then had a career day, you know, running back a quarterback or receiver, um, even, a, you know, an offense that's not very good. And so just stopping an offense, no matter who they are is impressive to me. Yeah. And like uh, you mentioned, you know, those, those fourth down conversions, those mistakes in the past, those are the ones that really, really cost Texas Tech. And it didn't too much in this game, it appeared. And it looks like they kind of didn't uh, put themselves in too many awful, awful positions after giving up a play like that. They kind of went from play to play on defense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Keith, uh, Keith Patterson always says, just kind of like the DB rule of life where you kind of just had to keep on going if you give up a catch, just put it behind yeah. you. And it seems like they all did that. 
And, um, you know, rewatching it, they held Letty Brown to 77 yards rushing. His is a mm-hmm. season low, which yeah. was scary going into the game. I was more right. worried about their defense because obviously they're the top ranked defense in the country, not even just the Big 12. But right. uh, then I was thinking he was going to hurt you a little bit. And uh, you yeah. contained him for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that goes to, you know, if you I, when I was watching the highlights against Oklahoma State and – um, against Baylor, his big runs came off of broken tackles. You know, he runs really hard, and he, he like he wants to find contact and he wants to finish runs. And um, Tech had one missed tackle all game. That's it. You know, according to Pro Football Focus, so um, that's what he lives off of are broken tackles, and you didn't have any. And so I, I think that that is that tells the story of how you contained him. And you know, you brought up their defense. Yeah, I think you have to – I think they are a good group, but I also think you have to put it into context Context who they who they've played. Uh, like, I don't think the Baylor offense is clicking right now. Oklahoma State was with a backup quarterback, you know, uh, and then they played Kansas, who's struggling. So, I just think that you kind of have – like, I think they are a good group at the top, but I don't think they're as deep as their record and their ranking might suggest. Yeah. Yeah, and this is interesting because I had them. I mean, what they were three and one heading in. Yeah, mm-hmm. three and one. You were obviously one and three. Mm-hmm. Um, a win obviously puts them at four and one, and they're competing for the Big Twelve. Right. But um, and then what? Iowa State didn't they lose yesterday too? Yep, Oklahoma State so, beat them. Yeah. So all my predictions that I've came in have kind of gone out the window. And I said earlier too, going to focusing on this Texas Tech team real quick. Um, I think I've said what I'd had them winning two more games maybe maybe three with Henry mm-hmm. Columbia in there. And this is kind of changing topic a little bit, but oh, that's um, great. Henry yeah, Columbia in there. I'm, I'm very confident in this Texas tech football team. Right. I mean, from the first drive that he had and, and obviously yeah. it sucks with fourth down. And, you know, when I started watching it, uh, I was kind of like, wow, this is cause that West Virginia defense stepped up at the one yard line. I thought they were actually right. going to hold them. And right. um, they ended up not doing that. And Henry just – and before that, he made the huge play to Miles Price. So, yep. they just, they just kind of have this new confidence in them. And obviously getting a huge win with Columbia, it just kind of changes things for you. And, obvi- right. and that does help your defense. I mean, knowing that you don't have to <laughs> – Scoring points. <laughs> yeah, just obviously. And it sounds funny, but, you know, scoring points, you don't really have to worry – or not really worry about it. But, you know, you're not going out there – for you can play more aggressive yeah you can play more aggressive and i mean how many i can't remember the exact amount of snaps but it just seemed like your defense wasn't on the field as much oh yeah i mean it was it was like the total opposite to me not the total opposite but it was night and day to the iowa state iowa state you know when they were just i mean you're yeah you were going three and out three and out three mm -hmm. and out three and out not not even threatening a first down it didn't feel like and you know the defenses just felt like here we go again here we go again here we go again and against west virginia you were at least getting a first down like yeah you may punt but you were at least getting a first down um giving that defense a couple more plays a couple more time you know minutes to rest um and you know you mentioned just the new confidence and you know, you had, to me, that first drive on offense tells the whole story. You know, yep. you've got, you, you have a negative play to start the game. So you're, you're at second and 16. Okay. Well, Columbia drops back, nobody open, takes off. Takes off. And he gets eight. So that goes from a probably third and 16, you know, if, if Bowman's back there, mm-hmm. um, 
to third and eight, you know, and or again, worse, and he just takes a sack or something. Right. And, and, and then, you know, on third and eight, he throws a nine yard pass for a first down. All right. So we, we go from a, 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 a prayer third and 18, third and 16 to a manageable third and eight, you know, next drive it's third and four pressure rolls out buys some time looks downfield which we'd all been screaming about finds a wide open miles price for 44 yards you know again using his legs looking downfield things we've been begging the quarterback to do you know and then obviously he finishes the drive with a touchdown run on fourth down again something we've been like why are we running the zone read with a guy who can't run well there it is and and that was not i mean he was tackled at the one and reached across to score so i thought i, I sent a text you know probably to our our group or Ritter sports staff that was like that's all you need like there's the difference we saw it it's not going to take a whole game to see it, you know, and he, he may be limited with the playbook. His arm may not be what Bowman's is. It's not. Um, but he gives you that extra, I don't even know what it is, you know, the extra juice, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just, just the ability to make a play off script, off rhythm, the ability to get something out of nothing. And I, I just think for this team right now, that's invaluable. Yeah, no, he gives you a little spice. I mean, you know, it just gives you a little kick. And I think, obviously, this choice should have been made a long time ago but or, you know, a while back because maybe that Iowa State does go a little different than you, than you do. But And obviously, he had the Kansas State uh, game in his hands. Didn't really play out for him. But if you would have started him to begin with, I mean, who knows what your record would be. But, um, you know, you take it from here, though, and you keep moving forward. And um, I don't know. Do they get another break? I think they get one more bye week, don't they? Maybe. I think we already had both of ours. We only had two, Because we had right? both. Okay. Yeah. We had the one so after H- HBU, and then we had this one. Uh, and then, um, obviously, you have Oklahoma on Halloween, which is going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully. Yeah. And uh, how, I wanted to ask you this, though. How was the student section? Because there was one time where I looked on the TV, and it looked super packed. I don't know if it was just me, but I think it's the angle. Close. The angle helps, uh, okay. you know, where the cameras are. But there were there were a good number of people there, and I would expect after a win, you know, there's you know, I think that there will be quite a bit of students. And it it got loud when the defense was playing well. Um, it was loud in there. It, it sounded good for the amount of people that were in there. I was impressed. Uh, it wasn't you know it wasn't capacity, um, but it was surprisingly energetic, surprisingly loud. But I mean, it was a close game. You were, you were playing well. Um, well, you were playing well defensively because what I was mm-hmm. about to point out was here are the, here's your, the way your drives ended in the second half offensively. Fumble, touchdown, punt, 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 punt. No. That was your, that was your second half. And, you know, I wrote my notes on Yost column today and I think a lot of that has to do with you kind of went conservative, which I don't understand totally because it's not like you were up by 14. You were tied most of the second half, or at least up, you're only up by seven. And so I, I would like to see a little more aggressive play calling. You know, there was one point when you were tied with about eight minutes left, it backed up in your own end and you ran a zone read on third and eight that really had no chance. And, you know, it's just like, you know, as much as people hate the screen, let's at least throw a screen that has a chance to get a first down, you know, and 
maybe it was just a little, and I get it. If, if Yost was a little tentative with Columbia in there, like he's done a good job. Let's not let him lose the game. And, you know, say what you want. It worked. They ended up with a win, but I thought they could have won by more, but that's being greedy and, and tech fans have no right to be greedy. You know, we yeah, got to no, right win. So, so do you think it was just him kind of just taking a step back? I mean, that's, that's what it seemed like, you know, yeah. but you also got to remember, and that has been pointed out to me, uh, you're without your top two running backs for a lot of that time. Um, you you're are, without your top receiver going you're in. Your, your top two receivers. Top two really. receivers. Uh, but I, to me, that's not as big of a deal. Like I love that young receiving group and I love Izukama. A lot of depth. Anyway, yeah. Um, your offensive line hadn't played great. Um, and you have a backup, technically your backup quarterback in there. Like now he's mm-hmm. your starter, but he was your, and this is his first start. He's always been a backup quarterback. Yeah. And so in college. Yeah. It's not crazy to me that you did play conservative, but I don't want that to continue, especially yeah. against, you know, maybe we can transition to a little preview of Oklahoma, but um, I don't want to see that against Oklahoma because you'll lose by 50 if you try yeah. to play conservative conservatively against Oklahoma. You know, I, I don't, I just don't want to, I don't, I don't want to see that. So yeah. I don't know if you had any kind of closing thoughts, I guess just real quick, I'll go ahead and close it out and then let you, you finish up uh, the West Virginia side of things. I was just, impressed with the defense for the first time in a long time and they weren't perfect you know i don't uh, you know they were they allowed there were receivers open there were some drop balls but i mean they are the reason you won this game it's plain and simple you know uh their play in the second half is what won you this game and so it's just it's really encouraging to see it's you know it's something that hopefully this team can build on because i know a lot of us were really down on what has been happening and that's what happens after several losses in a row. But if the team can build on this performance and build on what Columbia did and add a little bit to the offense, you know, who knows? You've got plenty of winnable games left on your schedule. Um, so it was just – it was just feels good to be a win, to have a win. The whole weekend was better, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, and then the Cowboys played. But well, um, <laughs> I've given up hope on that. Man, yeah, I couldn't imagine another Red Raider loss and then what happened on Sunday. But anyways, yeah, to close out, I loved the I loved the way the Red Raiders closed out. Um loved it. Love to see it. Um Oklahoma as a team, as you said, we can kinda of go to the preview, but I think what we saw on Saturday against West Virginia, I think that defense can rattle Spencer Rattler uh, moving forward. I think they can handle a job at TCU. Then they have Baylor and then they do have a bye week. Um another one. So oh, okay. they play Baylor on the 14th, and then they finish it out at Stillwater the 28th. So they'll have that week of the 21st, that you know, that Thanksgiving-ish week to prepare for Oklahoma State. Then the week before that, they have off. But um, yeah, that defense was awesome. I think they finally. How many games are we in? Five. Mm-hmm. So five games in, I think that defense, which you know, you're halfway through, but finally, kind of understands what they're doing they Colin Schooler like you said had an amazing game Rico did too everybody looks like they actually know what they're doing and they're actually doing it now and they played aggressive um Keith Patterson called a great game and yeah it was really Fields was a difference. difference maker Fields was a different maker it's like everything clicked for everybody yeah on that defensive side of the ball yeah. and Henry Columbia like I said and like you said Sorry, the dog, if you can hear the dog. <laughs> it's all good. I thought you just got – I thought you got really into your point and you were like pounding <laughs> pounding your fist Dwight Schrute style. Blood <laughs> oh, alone geez. moves the wheels of victory. She's chewing up on her ball, so – but um, 
you know, we had a good time rewatching it though. And uh, yeah, just excited to see them going forward, honestly, and excited to see what Henry Columbia can, you know, grow into after his yep. first start. Want to know? That's how Absolutely. you do it. And I, I posted this uh, again on, at the end of my notes on Yo's column, but it was the first time that I had that I am looking forward to a Texas Tech football game in a long time, and that's this Saturday, and that could be dashed very quickly um, because you're playing the the team in the conference, you know, that has won or the team that has won the conference, however many several years in a row. Still the big um, dog, but I am. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to that game for the first time in a long time. Um, because I think, yeah, you probably will lose, but I, Oklahoma is not the Oklahoma of the past. You know, oh, no. Rattler is shown to make 12. mistakes under pressure. Yeah, I mean, he's shown that he'll make mistakes under pressure. Uh, this, their skill, you know, they still have Charleston Rambo, but their skill is not as deep. As it's still the heights are still high, but it's not as deep as it has been. Um, you know, their their offensive line has their center is great, but the rest of them are young. Uh, and, and you know, you can take advantage of some spots there. Um, and you know, their their defense it has been their Achilles heel. You know, for the whole time that they've been good, they've been really good. You know, in these past couple of years with the transfer quarterbacks. Um, and so, yeah, you probably go into this game and you you know you probably lose. But, you know, you're not – it doesn't feel like when you play Iowa State now where you feel like you don't have a chance, which is ridiculous to say. Uh, But you feel like you can go into this game and Columbia can move around a bit. And I mean, Izukama and, you know, if Kashan is back and Miles Price and, like, your receivers can can get open. I I don't know. I mean, my my only fear is that that – Yost and Wells go into this game conservatively and don't try to win because I think if you try to win, you can play with these guys. Yeah, no, you can. And, um, you know, I was reading up on them and just kind of getting into the specifics of Oklahoma. So they have had four conference games in a row where they've had decreases in rushing yards before contact on average. So they only averaged 1.2 yards before contact on Saturday against uh, wow. what was it I, uh yeah i was tcu 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 my bad and then that yeah. went down from 1.6 when they played texas yeah which was 2.3 against iowa state and then 2.8 against kansas state wow so their offensive line is that, not good at run blocking at all no and that's new for them i mean they are usually yes. dominant yeah. mm-hmm. i think they said well. seven years in a row they were one of the top rushing teams in the big 12 or something like that but oh yeah i mean their offensive line has just has just been mauling people for years and you know there's even the point and that could be why i mean they that texas game had no business going into overtime just like ours frankly but that i mean especially them a team as talented as they are they had no business going into overtime letting texas come back but part of the reason is like they couldn't run out the clock because they can't run the ball yeah um you know and so like i said you can go into this game and we can be you know 28 point underdogs we're not that but you know what i mean like you you're going to be underdogs and and it and it may get ugly but it by no means should you expect that i mean you get them at home which i know covid at home is different but i don't know i'm not, I'm not you said though, there's still some kind of atmosphere there yeah I don't know. It's just like I said, maybe I'm naive because we got a win and Columbia looked like he can do some things, but I'm just excited to be excited about a tech yes. football game for the first time in a long time. Usually going in, I think with the Iowa State week 
we were pretty scared. We didn't even want to talk about that game because we were just, we knew how yeah. it was going to go. What's this is a different feeling of, okay, you can compete with Oklahoma. Like if this is a year to do it, this, I mean, this is, this is the time. And um, there's one thing that nobody is dominant. No, exactly. Nobody has ran away with yeah. this thing. So no. um, TCU, they have safeties that struggle a lot, especially this year. I don't, I don't know if anybody else watches TCU or whatever, but um, they, they like Texas tech in the past are known to give up a huge play in mm-hmm. the secondary and Oklahoma took advantage of that on Saturday. Right. And that's one thing that I'm scared of, at least, or looking at that can maybe beat you. I think your secondary has played tremendous, you know, night and day between week one against Houston Baptist, who just right. did that all over you. Yeah, they've pretty much eliminated the explosive They play. pretty much have. This will be so a good I, test. Yeah, exactly. And I'm real curious to see if, you know, um, Lincoln Riley wants to try to expose that again. Yeah. I mean, he's part of the Texas Tech family, and so was Zach Kitley and all these guys. Right. And they know Texas Tech. And, you know, that's still one of the weak spots that um, are technically, you know, the Red Raiders have, that we've seen in person and that we've seen on TV, you right. know, look to have turned it around. Yeah. But does he kind of want to attack that? Yeah. And, you know, too, you look at Spencer Rattler's numbers and you saw, oh, man, he threw for 330 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Okay. That's good. But he was 13 for 22. So yeah. he wasn't, he was not efficient. And, and that's the thing. You watch Oklahoma. That efficient is not a word that comes mm-hmm. up with them offensively or defensively. I mean, they make hurts and Baker Mayfield. If they had a game like that, they, yeah, they didn't probably be a loss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, they are not efficient, you know, and even, you know, he, he is a threat to run, but he only rushed mm-hmm. for seven yards, you know, I mean, the guy, the name you're going to have to worry about to me and, and he, you know, he's a, he's a Texas kid and he's from Frisco is Marvin Mims. I mean, yep. he's the one, he's a freshman that has absolutely, I mean, like he's, he's better. He's their number one guy. I don't, I don't think it's Rambo as much hype as Rambo got it, you know, coming into the year. I mean, Marvin Mims has been very good. So yeah, and I mean, they had a, to, and they've had to replace, you know, a CD lamb. I mean, come on. I mean, mm-hmm. and Mims can kind of maybe develop into being that kind of guy for them. But yeah, he had a heck of a game. What four catches, 132 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. And he's so, been good, you know, since mm-hmm. game one, um, catch and touch. I think, yeah, I mean, he's every time I flip over there, it seems like he's making a big catch or a touchdown catch. I'm um, guessing you would um, maybe put fields on him. Yeah, After I mean, I game. bet they try to move him around a little bit, but you probably try to have fields on him as much as you can and, and you know, just kind of roll coverage to him. But the, but then again, it's like, you know, Rambo hadn't Rambo. been what we expected, but he's still good. I mean, he's, he's yeah, still Charles still Rambo. He's still, yeah, he's still got that speed. Um, so you probably just, you know, you just play him straight up and you try to get to Rattler uh, and make it – because he, he – will make a mistake he is a little irrational he's a freshman or a redshirt freshman mm-hmm. um you know this is his first year as a starter so i mean i, yeah, I, I think mean, overall they're a young offense right i mean just you've been kind yeah. of saying it but they lost a lot to graduation and the nfl and all that i mean they were five of 13 on third down like to me if tech holds them to five of 13 i, I like their i like our chances you know oh yeah um, i think you so, can i mean after that defensive outing is it west virginia yeah and then it makes you because I know you talked about you know that last the second half on offense for the Red Raiders wasn't what you you know necessarily wanted to see, but they were still they still pulled it off against the number one defense in the country. 
Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. I mean, like you can say what you want about who they've played, but they, you know, who West Virginia has played offensively, but you know, they were still, they stopped them. Mm -hmm. And that's confidence if, if anything, and that's something that they desperately needed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, after, after the offense, after scoring zero points in the first half of Kansas State and zero Jesus. points in the first half of Iowa State, it was good to take the ball on your your opening drive against West Virginia and go score. Um, and all those were with Alan Bowman. That what you just mentioned, right? Those first halves, just yeah. So so, yeah. I mean, it was I had forgotten until just now, like how you know poor the first half offense had been the past two games the bye week made me forget i guess but yeah i mean that that makes taking that ball you know after the stop and going down and scoring that makes that even more impressive um the one one thing i wanted to touch on before we go um that needs to improve against oklahoma you know a team that is better than you um if you want to have a chance is Call a fair catch, whoever's receiving the, the kickoff, <laughs> please. I mean, your average you, – you are always behind the eight ball in field position against every team you play, the wins, the losses, all of them. You, you have terrible starting field position, especially compared to the – you always are worse in average starting field position. So that has got that – is, it's something that, like, seems so simple, but it is correlated to points – you know, just about as closely as, as any other stat. And so, you know, call a fair catch, please. Let's start from the 25. Cause even the ones West Virginia gave you chances to return them and it was yep. ugly. So mm-hmm. call a fair catch. Let's start at the 25, please. That's my one request. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, I think Wells has even talked about that just like, cause he's a very detailed guy. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just him telling the guys like, you know, Hey, just try to take it back. Like the stats are showing this or that. Or it's just like you go out there and if you can take it back, you take it back. But if you can't, you can't. But they, I mean, I feel like these guys just need a little help in saying like, you, I mean, if you just threw me out there, if I even think I can break a tackle, I'm going to just take it. I don't know. I don't know if that's just the kid. Like usually what it's Adrian Fry out there. I think I saw him do it a couple of times. He does punts. It was. Okay. Uh, so the punts. It was uh, Hogan. 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 See, yeah. so a young guy back there. Yeah. That, uh, and obviously, maybe because Kishon Carter was out yeah that's true that's a good point um, i'd forgotten about that but at the same time you would like all your special teams guys to kind of know what what they're they're doing and uh you kind of brought it up you know touchbacks go ahead yeah oh no i was just gonna say special teams in general have to improve if you're gonna pull off an upset but go ahead a mcnamara's punts i saw those on twitter (laughs) when i was scrolling through obviously the wind was the wind that strong i mean it was blowing but it was impressive. Eighty something or eighty seven. Yeah, it was impressive. Jeez. You know, it would have been nice to go eighty six, eighty five. You know, yeah, maybe pitch up a little bit. If uh, you would have pinned them at the one yard line, imagine. Yeah, oh, uh, man. but still flip the field on both of them. Yeah, you still so. flipping the field from he punted from the end zone, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but then, but then, like one time he punted into the wind and it went about twenty five yards. Ooh. So okay. again, well, you know, just let's. We need a little bit more consistency in the special yeah. teams area. It's like I said, especially if you want to, um, uh, you know, pull off the upset. But you know, they they fixed a lot of the missed tackle mistakes. We lead the Big Twelve, and I guess it sounds weird to say we lead in missed tackles, but we are the best team in terms of missed tackles. Um, and 
we've improved stupid or all penalties, not just stupid ones. We've improved penalties. I mean, those are, those, those are things that good teams do that beat, you know, that can beat, that can punch above their weight. You know, they, they don't make dumb penalties, um, but they don't miss tackles, but you've got to fix special teams. And then, like I said, if you want to go out and beat Oklahoma, I think you're going to have to be aggressive. You're going to have to take, you're going to have to punch them first and see how they respond. And I don't know if that's how Wells and his staff are going to handle it, but it would be refreshing to see them come out swinging. Mm-hmm. Night game, night game at the Jones. And uh, yeah, maybe I mean, we're going to be talking about October 24th being the turnaround day for this staff. They need it in uh, the worst way. Uh, but, I mean, football's weird. 2020 is weird, is. as we all know. I mean, it's it's not like it can't happen. So, you know, I'm going to be there to watch, and I'm going to be excited yep. to watch for the first Halloween time. Halloween night, time. man. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have to worry about kids or anything, taking them trick-or-treating. I'll have, I'll have Mary handle the trick-or-treaters that come to the door because <laughs> hopefully I'm going to be locked in for a few hours. But like I said, I'm excited. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm glad to be talking about a win and looking forward to the next week. So yeah, you got anything else before we yes. close this up? Yeah. I know it's not going to be the same night as Pat and or Patrick and Baker, but could we see maybe could, would you love to see maybe a shootout or how, I mean, kind of like these two, these two quarterbacks that are trying to prove themselves. I'm not yeah. saying 60, 50 points, but maybe like 24, 24, 27, something like that, where they're just kind of just a solid game. I mean, I just want to win. I don't yeah. care. I would love to give you a better answer than that, but I, I, don't know. Like, I agree with you. Columbia could throw for 47, 47 yards, yards. And as long as Texas tech has more points than Oklahoma, however it happens, I'm in. That's what yeah. I want to see. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, so, I don't like think, I said, I wish uh, I had a better answer, but no, I don't think Columbia is gonna light it up through the air, honestly. And that's something that Red Raider fans might need to get used to. But if you're winning, I don't think they'd uh, have too much trouble coming around. No, he just needs to make the throws, make the plays when they're there. And I think uh, after what we saw on Saturday, I think he can. So either way, we'll be back on Monday to uh, hopefully talk about two wins in a row, a little win, a little winning streak. Win streak. Um, so Brandon, I appreciate it. Um, and uh, you can uh, look at my notes on Yoast that I posted today. I'll have the deciphering Patterson up uh, sometime tomorrow. And uh, Brandon's always got stuff coming. Um, yep. You have your uh, two docs, mm-hmm. 10 things on Friday. Um, yep so. and then we have some uh some player talk tomorrow i believe henry columbi so um and that'll be on tuesday obviously whenever anybody listens to this but we'll hear from henry columbi after practice and then only matt wells show on thursday and that's probably about it or wednesday All night right. excuse me so. so we'll have you uh yeah we'll have you handled for uh on redraidersports.com so all right brandon appreciate it i'll talk to you later Change my mind if you ever switch it up